0: casket,
1: and remember, there is danger in all knowledge, but in fear is the greatest peril.
2: Welcome everybody to the Superhouse Podcast, this is Andrew and I am joined by Stefan. I am Stefan. <laughs> and Maddie will be joining us <laughs> later on in the podcast when we do the commentary for the first Dinosaucers cartoon, the first episode for that. But before that, we're so getting about to, Saturday mornings. Yes, you know? we started a new thing. Uh, but before that, we're going to go to our main segment, which we are uh, entitling this something to the effect of... Doctor Strange and the Occult. So, um, full disclosure, everybody knows on this podcast I'm a big last podcast on the left fan and I've become more of a Doctor Strange fan after seeing the movie and I know that we are quite late in doing this because the movie's been out, it's on Netflix and all that, but hey, better late than never and uh, I did, I, I was trying to find uh, like the one definitive article online about the occult uh-huh. connections with Doctor Strange, and it uh-huh. seems like that kind of thing didn't exist. So interesting. Yeah, it was very strange. I mean, there, it, some of it did, was it and Doctor Strange. <laughs> <it's been> some, <laughs> some of it was sort of close to what I wanted, but but in this episode, I'm trying to make the audio version of that article I I wanted to read, and nice. it's. Still, it's probably not as good as what I had in my mind, but I I think it's close enough. So, getting right into it. In 1963, Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, RIP, introduced Marvel's Doctor Strange, a different kind of superhero who practiced occultism and held quasi-Buddhist beliefs that he learned from an quote-unquote orientalized figure named the Ancient One. Though Ditko was primarily the artist, he did write stories, too. He wrote a five-page summary of the character and his world and took it to his partner in crime, writer-editor Mr. Stan Lee. He had been inspired by a long-running radio serial he had grown up listening called Chandu the Magician. And this is the... uh, summary of chandu the magician and this these are radio serials man this is way back in the day like in the 30s so this is it uh full of magic and mystery chandu the magician was a rip-roaring adventure serial broadcast originally by khj california in the 30s and was sponsored by white king soap And this is a little factoid here. The term soap opera comes from the fact that many of the original radio and TV serials were sponsored by soap manufacturers. And uh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. The series ran (laughs) for over three kudos, Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, series ran for (laughs) over three decades and even spawned a couple of feature films starring Boris Karloff. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, Chandu, Chandu the magician. Oh, both man, not there I'm was there. apparently there's apparently a couple incarnations and uh, it says here both incarnations of the series featured adventures of the character Frank Chandler, also known as John Doo, an American who learned mystical arts such as astral projection, which he used to fight criminals and other villains. Holy crap!
3: yeah so uh i bet I'm, you can find it online too i bet you can find archives that john do i'm, I'm gonna look
2: oh it and so well, such a good segue you have there stefan because boom there it is <laughs> if you could take a quick look at that we're going to listen go to uh right at the 10:42 mark Oh man, hell yes! What a treat! <laughs> what a treat this is indeed. Um, I listened to the first part and I tried to find the the, the best you know uh, best part to kind of start this off with. So if you go to ten forty two, it's kind of ten minutes forty two seconds. Um, that gets you to a real good spot and before that like at the very beginning of this if you want to go back and listen to it it does i think have a soap commercial and it's like uh-huh. ladies you will just love this soap and back to Doo, <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he so said 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes 42 Sorry. seconds yeah. Forty-two you seconds. Got it. All right, cool. 42 That's seconds. fucking hilarious, man. Yep, I'm right there. <laughs> yeah. All right, so three, two, one, start. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody. Look into the crystal. Look, Dot.
1: Hey, there's that funny sound again. There's something in the crystal. It looks like clouds. It is clouds. Over a big lake. You're looking at Dell Lake. In the valley of Kashmir, in India, honestly, lotus flowers. What's that? Head it's head like thing. a crystal ball, oh, right? Oh, oh and, uh, yeah. And there's an old man sitting cross-legged like like on the deck. Who this is it, is Uncle so Frank? Crazy. Watch closely now. Oh, there's another man with his back to us, with a, a sun helmet on his head, talking to the old man. Frank, it's you. The other man is you. Frank,
3: that's John Dew. Listen, Dorothy. Yeah, hold listen. Nobody came to oh tell God, this is great. you are returning to
1: America. Something tells me I should go back, my teacher. You do well to heed the inner voice. Sit here beside me and look. Tell me what you
3: see. Hey, he's got a crystal ball just like yes. this one.
1: And Uncle Frank's looking into the it.
3: Sound effects. What
1: did everything. you see, Uncle Frank? I don't know. how There's
2: they do no that back house. then,
1: right? And you. Yeah. All there of them. You did? Why did Maybe. you jump up like that? My son! Wait, up I want you to hear this. Do not fear for those you love. Have I not given you the three secrets? Yes, my teacher. <laughs> I know them now. What are those They things? should be enough. But now I give you the most precious gift. The emerald casket of the three times three. But it is yours my teacher I need it no longer (laughs) I am going to a higher place take the casket Yes. and remember there is danger in all knowledge but
3: in fear is the greatest peril I know still I that's an awesome quote (laughs) dude yeah it is that you have taken it for count
1: my son. Guard the secrets well. I will. use them only for good. I'm yes. sorry to say goodbye to you, my dear. There dude. is no good. Use the mystical arts. My son. Yet there's a shadow across
3: the water and a icy wind. Yes, you so
1: I feel it too. Hey, Mom, you're here, not over in India. Oh, huh? I don't care what you say. I feel a cold wind <laughs> on the back of my neck. What did it mean? All what right.
2: Mean? Well, I think we can kind of pause it there. Captivating those radio programs, man. I, I know. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's the atmospheric nature or something. It's the, yeah, something like that. Yeah, the sound
3: effects. And then the, the narrative is, is not so um, hard to follow, you know. I mean, they're just telling you next thing, next thing. But they weave it so well together as right. you're listening to it, uh, which is cool. Because then you're so limited in terms of not being like having a visual Right uh, cues for thing and stuff like that. So yeah, that was cool. I'd like to listen to more of those. Anyway,
2: I was surprised <clears throat> I found that man, um, but everything's yeah. on the internet, I guess. Well, thank you, internet. <laughs> so getting back to looking to, it, to the uh, crystal. <laughs> Christians did also certainly speak out against the movie that came out 2 years ago. One Christian film critic said, "Doctor Strange is a dangerous introduction to demonic occult deception." The Bible clearly yeah. warns against the kind of occult practices and sorcery the hero in this movie learns to do in Deuteronomy 18:9 through 12 and Galatians 5:20. Also, In the movie, the hero's new age, a cult guru, teaches there may be no afterlife, that death is truly the end, and that this is a good thing. (laughs) Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It also, apparently, uh, the writer-director, Scott Derrickson, for the movie uh, is an outspoken Christian. I guess he's a liberal Christian dude. Um but huh, he is known primarily for making horror films with r- religious themes such as The Exorcism of Emily Rose and Deliver Us From Evil. Um uh, oh, It wow, seems I didn't know that. It seems like he might have intentionally left out more danger more dangerous elements of the occult. Uh I don't know man there was a lot of stuff in there uh, maybe he left out some of the crazier stuff yeah. but that's yeah, also there was, from the studio too probably Yeah, I think a lot of the
3: things that tend to be deemed um, like people don't tend to like put them in movies and stuff or like sigils and things like that yeah 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 um, s- explicit uh, diagrams and, and symbols of things that state very clearly like that they're connected to something or another um, Right. so you, you tend to find that that kind of stuff is made up
2: Right, uh, right, in right. Movies uh,
3: or or left out completely. So I see, like even, even, uh, I think even some of the scariest stuff, like even like the Exorcist and stuff, probably is limited in terms of how it represents certain things like that, or written word or anything like that could be read. Um, right, might you know p- p- poison the well or something.
2: <laughs> right, there's uh, always something but, uh, taken uh, out. Yeah, hell yeah, going from one medium to the next and all that. Um, but yeah. uh, then others have said Doctor Strange. Is perhaps the most philosophically and religious fertile Hollywood movie since The Matrix. Um, and then The Guardian wrote Those that in, the, in Doctor Strange, the occult can set you free. It can be used to save humanity. <laughs> I love that. What's that from? The Guardian. What I guess was it from? the movie. The, uh, the, that's oh, that's The that's Guardian hilarious. said that about the movie. I believe. <laughs> so say it again. The, the occult can set you free. It can be, it can be used to save humanity. Nice, I love it. Yeah, love I, I'm trying to find headed. all all the best stuff here, man. So then I found another website called Jay's Analysis. And um, they had this to say, "The The whole point of Doctor Strange is that the titular protagonist enlightens himself through black magic. The genius neurosurgeon character of Doctor Strange is thus intended to embody the culmination of Western analytical and quantitative approaches to knowledge, openly confessing himself to be a materialist. After suffering a severe accident that ravages his hands, Strange discovers his steady grip has vanished. Costing him his prominent medical Career that kind of sums it Sums at the beginning but the whole like Losing his grip that's uh, that. I love that you know like I, I think I kind of had that in the back of my mind when I saw The movie like that's kind of the uh, theme of That whole thing as well it's not right. just
3: Especially it's so trippy you know as an audience member It's it's the the kind of Visual Conflict they introduced to you As right. well to kind of like losing your mind Along with him and stuff
2: Right, right, yeah, exactly, and it's like there's a there's a few layers there, and I think that's really genius uh, about yeah, the. Yeah. I the, gotta watch that again. Hell yeah, it's such a good movie, man. I mean, it just came out like amongst a bunch of other like right. uh, movies. Like if it came out on its own, people would have lost their fucking minds. Yeah, even that's more. True. You know, yeah. it's kind of the good and bad with Marvel being so damn popular. Um, yeah, yeah. So getting uh, right into it here again uh, the <laughs> the, this is the connections to actual occult ideas this is where we're getting into the n- more of the nitty gritty of it alright so uh, astral projection this shows up quite a bit in Doctor Strange you see Strange's soul leave his body and he's uh, looking on his body when they're doing the whole uh, the uh, operation in the room and that comes from Probably a lot, in, in the comics a lot, but it's from the one in particular that I read called The Oath. And that was really good. And uh, Beyond 50 Radio says, the, f- the furthest you can reach with the astral body is the astral plane that is above the physical plane, also called the world of emotions. It is the source of psychic phenomena, ghosts, flying saucers, and the occult sciences. You can use your imagination to very easily manifest at will on this plane. <laughs> yes um,
3: everything you just said hell yeah is so fucking metal bro so right. metal <laughs> trippy metal this is like prog metal bro
2: Pretty much, yeah. Astral projection or astral travel is a term used in esotericism to describe a willful out-of-body experience that assumes the existence of a soul or consciousness called an astral body that is separate that is separate Baby. from the physical body and capable of traveling outside it throughout the universe. Um, and am talking show- about this- the
3: astral booty. <laughs>
2: astral Sorry. plane <laughs> uh fucking <yeah>. so <laughs> it shows up it shows up in several uh lineages i i have a couple here so in western i guess european uh it says uh according to classical medieval and renaissance hermeticism neoplatana plot platonism and the theosophic theosophist and rosicrucian thought the Astral body is an intermediate body of light, linking linking the rational soul to the physical body, while the astral plane is an intermediate world of light between heaven and earth, composed of the spheres of the planets and stars. These astral spheres were held to be populated by angels, demons, and spirits. Don't know what the difference between all those three would be, but that's what I got. It also shows up in ancient Egyptian uh, lore, I guess you could say. Uh, it said that they taught that uh, they present the soul, Ba, B-A, as having the ability to hover outside the physical body via the Ka, K-A, or subtle body. Um, uh-huh. so subtle might, body, yeah. I've heard that. You have? Okay, I did not. I don't yeah, know yeah. about that. Yeah. It's uh, like
3: a spiritual space. Uh, like, yeah, astral, astral body. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. In I early, have a book, uh, a New yeah. Agey book on on astral projection called uh, "Limitless Mind" by Russell Targ. Oh shit! Uh, my mom met this dude at a, a 2012 summit in Cancun. Oh shit! And he, uh, he gave she got this copy of this book about astral projection, like pretty awesome.
2: Pretty. Your mom's age-y. into a bunch of freaky shit, right? Yeah, she's like a New <laughs> Agey hippie
3: shaman lady. Nice. Uh, yeah, she's pretty cool. So I'm pretty weird.
2: <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, they say a lot of uh, the Western magical practices and, and things like that come from just straight-up shamanism. Uh, I'm yeah, not exactly sure all so, that yeah. works. Mysticism
3: but. didn't really carry itself over, you know, um, from when when mysticism started to been sucked out of, like, the more Western Westernized ideas of... Spiritualism that came with the colonials and whatever post Roman, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I like those words, dude.
2: Astral projection also sort of shows up in Buddhism, where uh, it says one of the many super normal, super normal, I like, guess, yeah, maybe supernatural powers for those who reach the fourth jhana. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, and then it's how, Luke, it's how Luke stopped Kylo Ren at the end of the Last Jedi exactly more or less if you also and i i think this is this is my own personal interpretation here but moving into the next part here about sacred geometry it seems like yes there is some what do you call it like you see the geometry in those like symbols around his hands yeah. right yeah definitely shit like that so yeah. um i first Are became platonic solids <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Uh, The drummer for Tool, Danny Carey, is known for setting up his drums in sacred geometrical patterns. You see these circles around Strange's hands when he charges up or is about to make a portal or something like that. Uh, Sacred geometry ascribes symbolic or sacred meanings to certain geometric shapes and certain geometric proportions. It is associated with the belief that a god is the geometer of the world the geometry used in the design and construction of religious structures such as churches, temples, mosques religious monuments, altars tabernacles and so on has sometimes been considered sacred the concept applies to sacred spaces such as Temenoi sacred groves, village greens, holy wells and the creation of religious art Um, seems like uh, it comes, I couldn't find exactly where it comes from uh, mm. But I, I found a little bit of something on Hinduism and yeah. uh, Western sacred
3: geometry. Aspect? Yeah,
2: Western occultism yeah. too. But I'm yeah. maybe it goes so far back as like Indo-European when the two when when I guess India and Europe were uh, yeah. more connected. I, I used to have this book
3: called um, Nothing in This Book Is True But Is Exactly How It Is by Bill Frizzle. I've heard and of I, this dude. Yeah, I found that book through toolband.com for my fascination with Tool and then yeah. of course Danny Carey, like you mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in that book, it does a it does a pretty solid breakdown of how the sacred geometry works, and it's as been as being taught by a, a guy named Drinvalo Melchizedek. Oh my god! Who, this guy, this okay. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. So this guy, he's just kind of like he's kind of this legendary figure in like the new age, transcendent kind of uh, culture that s- sprung up. Is in that like guy the real, 60s, or is that like a 70s. pen name
2: for some other dude, or what is that exactly? That's the
3: thing. That's the thing. More than likely, exactly. It's uh, some kind of pen name or whatever. But it's he's believed to be like uh, hundreds of years old, and he's like tapped into, you know, they. they he taps into a a transcendent type of, you know, like Dr. Strange shit. Like basically this dude is like a new agey, like God figure. That's like this Dr. Strange type of figure who can jump in and out of planes and dimensions and things like that using sacred geometry. So I'm sure there's a point in this book and the book gets crazy. It's nuts. um, But there is a point in this book where uh, I think it points to where some of the sources of this sacred geometry come from. Um, but I think if anything, it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty intricate breakdown of how it all works and how it correlates to like things like the way that our bodies develop and embryos and numbers and you know it, basically all the shit that's in Tool's music is attributed a lot to stuff that's in that book and sacred geometry and
2: Doctor Strange apparently. Oh yeah, I mean it shows up in all this yeah. kind of occult yeah. shit. It's and, uh, awesome man. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much all I had. I think you had more about oh, that really? than I did. Uh, no, 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 no. About, about, oh, about sacred that, yeah. geometry. Oh, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So cool. going on to the next one. Uh, one of the central themes of the film is that the universe is more than just material bodies made of atoms. At the beginning of the film, Doctor Strange only believes in science and rejects the reality of the spirit. But after he experiences astral projection himself, he can no longer adhere to strict materialism. So this kind of goes back, I guess, it's like a core uh, theme in the film and in the comic book as well. And um, I guess it's just saying that there's nothing really concrete I I found on this, but um, just the fact that uh, I guess a spiritual plane exists and that this relates to astral projection and all that, um, and that can really uh, change how you think about uh, if you have a materialistic, scientific materialistic worldview... And um, anytime a main character is forced to change how he thinks about things is always good drama. The next one here is called Strange Sorcery. It says, thus, this is a world where evil is real. Magic allows Doctor Strange to open up portals to other dimensions. But the Ancient One warns him that while some worlds are benevolent and life-giving, others are dark places filled with malice and hunger for destruction um that's all on that one eastern mysticism um the and again this is personally what i think what makes doctor strange kind of cool is that there's a lot of eastern uh influence with this with this character he he goes to, to, to tibet and um it takes him to the east where he's searching in the himalayas for a fabled city called kamartaj and they've, there was all this talk about you know the ancient one being whitewashed because she's supposed to be asian uh, or Tibetan or something like that, which I do understand, but uh I do think that uh what 's her name played a really she was really great in that role um really excellent in that that rain scene uh and uh I guess uh just the the basics here is that the Eastern mysticism would be different from western occultism and uh i I think there they used to be it seems to me and again I've only done cursory research on this but it seems to me that they used to group them kind of together it was like anything that wasn't christianity was evil and a cult and it and like and and, and like even buddhism had like some evilness to it and and like looking on that now to me it seems like that's silly Cause if anything, if anything was on the good side of the force, I would say it's Buddhism.
3: Right. So right. Yeah. it's just strange to probably me. Probably their probably their ideas of like afterlife and reincarnation and suffering and stuff like that probably seem fairly wicked, uh, especially deities embodying both good and bad. You know, there's not like a black and white type of stance. In some cases, you have. Uh, Morality plays in, and I mean it's
2: a religion that doesn't that doesn't talk about Jesus karma whatsoever. So it's, yeah. uh, it's it's it's. I think people were much more fundamentalist than they are now. I mean, it take the embraces, average Christian, it's the average fundamentalist yeah. Christian now. That's how a lot of people were back then.
3: Yeah. So yeah.
2: if that was more of a majority than anything that wasn't that, then they would consider evil, I guess. But
3: yeah, I well, find definitely. it kind of
2: strange. Yeah, and, I think and I'm from the Bible Belt. And the afterlife. <laughs> yeah.
3: Really. I think it's like if you don't agree with the way somebody thinks their afterlife is gonna be it's an it's a clear attack to the ego, you know, that's where it's all based, it's like you know, I'm not gonna die, really die all the way, you know, a little bit I'll die, but not a whole lot, you know,
2: <laughs> like the whole like reincarnation of y- yeah, yeah,
3: with everything that you could possibly believe, I think it's fair to consider that nothing is also a possibility. So
2: Kind of it's, takes you to that mindset. Yeah. All right. Um, so, more info about the Ancient One. Uh, her first appearance, uh, Doctor, Doctor Strange soars to meet the Ancient One in the vastness of Asia. <laughs> I think that's a quote there in 1963. In the second Doctor oh. Strange story, the Ancient One lives, quote unquote, somewhere in Tibet. Oh, yeah, that was from issue 110 to issue 111. Four stories later, uh, he resides in India, land of mystic enchantment. Uh, that would be uh, number 115. So, um, yeah, I think it was mostly a dude for the longest time, and now it's an androgynous type of character, probably Asian uh, androgynous in the comics. The,
3: the uh, ancient one?
2: The ancient one, yeah. Um. So and then of course, let's talk about it. Drug usage. Um, the out of body experiences seem to be exactly inspired by DMT and acid specifically. This is this is uh, influenced from the comics, which were written in the sixties. And that was taken to the movie as well. And also you do see Stan Lee with a copy of The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley in his cameo in this film. And yeah. Stefan, you, you've done DMT? Yeah. So yes. please regale us with how accurate this is. And this does relate to the occult because it does seem like the occult is very cool with drugs. <laughs> so Def, uh, this yeah. all ties in,
3: everybody. It's like peering into a window, you know, a lot of the imagery of infinite kind of things. When you see like a lot of rippling infinity type of imagery, you know, repeated imagery kind of things.
2: Uh, Yeah, like a fractal imagery.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. When you see like fractal imageries or repeated things, things that express the idea of infinity um, is something is something that that. Kind of runs through your head when you're going through that experience so you know I would say yeah when the when the reality of when our reality starts folding in on itself and stuff like that and you get this really odd angled just unbelievably angled reality right in front of you and kind of yeah, being repeated or having the mirror effect where they go on into infinity um, that's something that I think is evident there. Did you feel like
2: you had an out-of-body experience?
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. You're like um, you're floating in a space. The mm. most accurate I could I could put it is there's a tool video for the song "The Pot," I believe. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a space. It's one of the, it's for, off of Ten Thousand Days. One of the videos off of Ten Thousand Days, but you see this infinite space, this infinite kind of like chasm, and it's got a really like red grid-like structure to it that just stretches mm-hmm. on and on and on. So that's that's kind of like you're floating in that space and it's infinite and it's large, you know? So you're like, you're just a little speck in this infinite space, but it's very vivid, very colorful and very structured. <laughs> or like want, uh, Interstellar, that, end, that imagery uh, at the end with like, you get a lot of that too.
2: It seems to me that a lot of the occult stuff, and I have done some research uh a, a lot on this recently um a lot of it just seems like most most of these uh lineages these practices they don't really mm-hmm. believe in like actual sp- spiritual shit in a way like they don't believe it's fundamentally real. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, maybe some do, but it right, seems like yeah. a lot of it has to do with just opening the mind. Uh, yeah, and that that yeah, involves drugs and you could probably, it seems to me a lot of the like ritual practices, things like that, opening the mind up and all that. It seems to yeah. be, uh, uh, if the ritual helps, like it's almost like a guided meditation, but the meditation is yeah. induced via drug usage and, right. um, And, like, there's stories uh, that I've read uh, about... This white dude was asking this Buddhist monk about the mandalas. A mandala is like this that that big like a uh, kind of like ornate fractally type of pattern. Maybe the original monk that made it thousands of years ago was on mushrooms <laughs> or something, I don't know. Uh uh-huh. yeah. And they 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 he asked like is this spiritual or whatever? And the monk said, "Well, not really. We just use it to expand our mental framework if you just yeah. look at it and like meditate upon looking at I, again, I might be saying this wrong but yeah from what i remember re- in this uh book it said like it's it's not really like spiritual I- in the sense that they think that an actual spirit exists it's just it's just about expanding the mind which i think yeah. is very interesting and a lot of like 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 the chaos magic and all this kind of shit it seems to be self hypnosis yeah. dude like that's kind of yeah. it's kind of all it is so me as wow. a guy uh if if you're a new listener to this uh podcast i'm i'm an agnostic atheist where i i believe there's no god but i don't know there's no god so Mm -hmm. that's kind of where i'm at and um i'm skeptic towards all this occult stuff too Mm -hmm. but the fact that it is uh it seems to be that even these guys don't really believe it in that sense like every Mm -hmm. like if you go to like a satanism.com or something like that it's all one of the right. first sentences is we don't worship the devil you know stuff like yeah. that um yeah it's and then then again it does seem like some do but it seems like the the, the yeah. bit like a large part of it is just expanding the mind so uh am yeah I, am definitely I off on this at all Stephen?
3: i think i think no i think i think you it's a well observed um you know i i consider myself an agnostic gnostic <laughs> uh-huh so uh and at the core of there's there's different types of Gnosticism too, but at the core I think of what I've derived from it is is kind of like letting go of pre um preordained stories you know, and kind of you know take what you need from these things and move it along and kind of build your own story around. How reality works, how your life works, what your what the meaning of it is, and and blah blah blah. Movies like The Matrix and Fight Club have like Gnostic themes. Uh, Westworld is considered a very Gnostic um, uh, show, if if that's making any sense. Um, you might need to I expand with, on that later, but
2: that seems like a whole other
3: podcast. Yeah, definitely, so. definitely. Um, but also at the same time, it's just like I think there's, I think there's, you know the the mysticism aspect of things is where is where i think a lot of what you're talking about the spiritual side of things comes into play because we don't we don't really address the mystical th- aspect of things anymore cuz that would play in our imagination as where that lives you know um right. we and our spirituality is a function of our psychology i think So, so, you know, we're, we're, we have these metaphors and these ways to express like what the monk is talking about, like these ways to express our understanding of, you know, you know, mental expansion, but also the, the grasping on to themes, characters, figures, symbolism that is attached to whatever that story is, that narrative is, or whatever. Um, So I think it's like, I think it's valid to say that, that, you know, a lot of this is like kind of like a self hypnosis and it just goes to show how powerful the mind is. Yeah. And this is, this is stuff that the matrix plays on the fight fight club plays on, on that as well. You know, it's a psychological turn at the end, but you know, it had us all convinced, you know, we thought, we thought the re the reality was they were two separate guys, you know, or
2: right, the right, matrix
3: right. we feel trapped in, in this space. And we know we're something grander somehow in some way, psychologically, right. spiritually, mystically, um, So, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's, you know, with chaos magic seems to be like kind of the hacker culture of spirituality. It's kind of like,
2: is like, is it, it, it's like the, the, you know, the book of results and the, the, all that kind of shit. Like it's, it's like the, the self-help, uh, uh, magic. Uh, and again, we're using this in not in, in, in the self-hypnosis type of magic that we're talking about. The, yeah a lot of people were like to think it's all spooky and stuff, but it just, to me, it, does, it doesn't seem like that. It just, right. It's just like a conscious yeah. expanding type of thing. I honestly don't well, even know why there's so much dark imagery associated with with a lot of it, because uh, It's propaganda. It's, it's, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like that yeah. guy, um, again, I've done a bunch of research, man. Austin Spare, I think he was, uh-huh. uh, he was up there with one of the orig- originators of Chaos Magic. He, uh, uh-huh. I don't know if he was like all that dark I mean I don't yeah. know I, I mean I have to do yeah. some more research, but I think uh, you know a lot of you know chaos chaos magic stems from
3: uh, old witchcraft practices um, and e- even in biblical books, anytime the like witch types or um, or clan like sects or whatever of other religious tribes and stuff like that were always referred to as being like the old religions. And those ritualistic things that were based on intention and the way that you saw, you know, the way you perceived a life, the way that your decisions had an effect on the way that your life kind of like plays out in front of you, um, all those kind of ideas become uh, consolidated and, and, and recycled into, you know, different types of Witchcraft, chaos, magic, and like Wicca, and, uh, you know, modern Kabbalists and stuff like that, where it's kind of this similar ritualistically based, um, means of kind of manipulating reality to your, your whim.
2: So there's also, what this article wanted to talk about was was time as well. Where uh, yeah. in the movie, Caecilius says that death is an insult, and we humans should be above time. Time is an illusion. You hear that a lot. This is a common theme in uh, in the occult, and also like the, the you hear a lot where people are talking about how like all time is happening all at once. And yeah. Grant Morrison's talked about this as well. Like. Yeah like the the me from like 10 years ago where is he now like where does that guy exist uh yeah, i don't really yeah. know what he means by that i mean but i got to tell time, you nobody really knows what how time works though i mean we yeah. we can measure it but we don't really know what it is and also there are no there's no time travelers coming in from the future so maybe we right. never figure it out yeah you know I think, so who knows yeah, yeah.
3: i got to tell you when i was really young when i was like maybe like 11 years old um, I remember thinking to myself or even saying out loud I wonder what the 35 year old me is doing right now (laughs) you know and that was like kind of my just I was just playing at that you know but that was kind of an understanding of time that I like kind of grasped onto and then and then if you think about how like you know we're in the third dimension And the fourth dimension being, you know, time uh, in some in some schools of thought or, you know, the space that duration exists within. If you're able to jump outside of that fourth dimension and to the fifth dimension and look back on that uh, that image of who you are, what you are, it would be, you know, from it would be like this worm. It'd be like a baby on one end and a dead old man on the other end,
2: you know. Wow. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah, so it's like you would be also and, and, be a god at that point in some way, because yeah. if you would exist the, outside of time.
3: There's imagery in the Bhagavad, Bhagavad Gita of of just that. You know, it's like a rolling hilltop, and at the very end of it, you see a little, or at the very top of the composition, you see a little baby, and it grows throughout its age, rolling up the hill into an old man that's like dying on the ground. Wow. Um, Uh, yeah. So it's like this, this, you know, the idea of time dimensions and then, and then you also have like, um, um, oh, the, the idea that, that time's happening all at once and stuff. Like I kind of like, I think about this kind of stuff during the day a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: I I think I used to think about it more and I don't know. It's like after I kind of settled down in my personal search and just yeah. kind of found out what my worldview is. I've kind of That's true. cooled my jets. I used to do it all yeah. the time, especially in, when I lived in Japan for some reason. Yeah. But uh, I I still do it from time to time, and I do think there's more to learn from quantum mechanics and whatever comes from that yeah. and the quantum. Definitely. I don't want to say realm, but at the quantum level, uh, mm. it seems like there's a bunch of like nothing firmly exists things are only prob like probability it seems Mm -hmm. like that's what i as far as what i gather so um shit like that is pretty fucking nuts and like i wonder if there's more to that and like dude i don't know like what if our consciousness are somehow connecting to other dimensions i don't know I think about totally. that, but I don't really put much stock into it as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then when you have like mind-altering substances and stuff like that, it really, it really helps to convince you of the framework you've already built prior to that. You know what I mean? Uh, like whatever your belief structure is, uh, those things start to kind of congeal together. The the overarching kind of spiritual or mystical or emotional perspective you have of the world is 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 pretty well influenced by those things i think um but they stick with you too it's not like you know when you have like a really profound thought when you're tripping acid or something you know partly right. if you write it down too but you know i've had some i've had like mind bending kind of like trails of thought that just like you know i don't know it's a it's an interesting experience man it's amazing <laughs> the, of what the, the kind of the re, the kind of resolutions uh, valentine's day 2012 i tripped acid with a couple friends um and it was probably the most like epic it was probably the best trip i've probably well i don't know it's hard to say but it's one of the best trips i ever had um but anyway long story short i remember we were driving home at one point the acid had well kicked in we had just been dancing or running around town or doing something um, but I remember looking out of the car, music was playing and, and we were driving home. And I remember looking out of the car and it's just like, it was like Akira. The streets just stretched on forever, infinite and stacked up above you. And there were lights everywhere. And it was just like, it was like the opening <laughs> segment to Akira, honestly. Um, and, and, uh, and then I remember when we were getting home, they were parking the car and I started freaking out because, I, the cars were like dinosaurs that we drove around. <laughs> They're like headlights. Jump. The headlights were like eyeballs and the, the body of the car had like scales on it. Everything was like slimy. And I was looking around at buildings and the buildings were alive too. Like everything was alive and kicking and moving. And, um, and I remember we were parking the car and it was like, I was like, no, you're going to hit the other one. Like, you're obviously an idiot you're when you're on these kind of substances. you got to be in safe spaces with people you trust always. Um,
2: <laughs> oh, but I man. just
3: remember you know those things it was a great trip after that and whatever we hung out listening to music and I drew and whatever. but, uh, but the, those ideas of like you know these like these like animals that we get into and out of and like just thinking of things in these like odd ways and how amplified they become. Um, and then, you know, if depending on what substance it is, you have imbibed your, your, your visual sense of things is altered.
2: And it's like, it's like Dr. Strange. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, beyond 50 radio.com. This is also, this is kind of like a floopy do kind of new agey kind of site, but, um, I think I quoted them once before already here, but uh, it said, the past, present, and future are all occurring at once in this moment because our physical body is part of the third dimension. Our ego mind exists, can only, uh, this is hard to read actually, our ego mind can only perceive experiences separately, meaning one at a time. If you were to operate from your soul body's awareness, you'd be able to see beyond the constructs of the mind. Damn. <laughs> Worded very well. Uh Hell again, yeah. it's probably from drug experiences. That's just what my skeptical brain tells me, but still, I like it. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, who, who wrote that? <laughs> beyond fifty radio. Yeah, beyond fifty radio.com. Yeah. Um Levitation, also a part of the occult and Doctor Strange. I guess you could say that Doctor Strange doesn't necessarily fly, he levitates and um, uh-huh. I couldn't find a specific instance of this in the occult. There's probably some like rituals or some shit where they try to get somebody to, to levitate. Remember the, the craft?
3: <laughs> it's stiff, I've uh, actually never it, seen there. that, man. Light is a feather, stiff as a board. Light is a feather, stiff as a board.
2: Oh, man. I feel like I've heard that from friends, but I never, <laughs> I never saw that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on uh, levitation, and then grimoires.
3: Yeah. Ooh, I all love right. that word.
2: Grimoire is a textbook of magic, typically including instructions on how to create magical objects such as talismans and amulets, uh, how to perform magical spells, charms, and divination, and how to summon or invoke supernatural entities such as angels, spirits, and demons. Um, I was once told personally that the Necronomicon was in itself a grimoire because you were trying Uh to call forth Cthulhu and shit. It was Lovecraft's own version of a grimoire. Yeah. And uh, these show up yeah. quite a bit, and I think that book, some of the books, if not all, in that library in Doctor Strange are grimoires. Uh huh. I'm not exactly sure. Maybe some aren't, but he is calling forth things, so there's that. <laughs> um, and we'll get to one of those in a minute. Uh, we're 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 almost there. Um, and then one of the other yeah. elements, um, chakras, and the Key of Solomon. Uh, They talk about lining up his chakras in Doctor Strange. If you take yoga, Uh, you've probably heard this term, uh, uh, and he's talking about mastering the key of Solomon. Uh. Strange decides to delve deeper and into the darker rites, taking it upon himself to don the all-seeing eye necklace that allows him to fast forward and rewind time itself from the grimoires of his order's ascended masters
3: i got to um, read more
2: Doctor Strange, man. Doctor Strange has fucking got it all in there, bro. <laughs> awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and then there are the elements uh, that are more uh, unique to Doctor Strange. Uh, what I've listed before were what influenced Doctor Strange and uh, that are elements that they put into Doctor Strange. But now I'm going to talk about elements like uh, Sanctum Santorum, basically his uh, Batcave cave. Mm -hmm. Um, sanctum santorum is latin for holy of holies it was a term created in an effort to describe the tabernacle of ancient jerusalem a place reserved for the holiest of men to share the same space with and communicate with god so to share the same space with god uh that's Mm bat cave so that's very uh (laughs) it's a lot um heavier than the bat cave i guess you could say Mm -hmm. um and then there's also the vashanti uh the vashanti are a trio of supernatural godlike entities who act as patrons for the sorcerer supreme and defenders of the earth realm they are apparently part of earth 616 yes marvel does do different earths it isn't just a dc thing um and they yeah. have a the book of vashanti which i think is a grimoire it's the most powerful mm-hmm. white order magic uh, spell book, and many of them have counter spells to other magic disciplines. I guess counter spells to black magic spells. Um,
3: mm. is this, this is in the comics, or is this in real? In life? the
2: comics, it's in the comics. This is a comic thing. Probably influenced by many things. The book is <laughs> marked with the seal of the Vishanti, uh, and it contains extensive knowledge intru- introduced by several powerful magicians, such as. The information collected by Agamado. That shows up in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the necklace, right? That he has. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is... It says it's Agamotto regarding his discovery and mastery of the three paths to enlightenment. Again, the enlightenment shows that it is a Buddhist, mm-hmm. uh, more Eastern tradition there. Yeah. And um, so there's a whole... What they call Marvel... I don't know if this is like... Uh, a real term but they talk about Marvel cosmology uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a whole mm-hmm. spiritual side there's the the cosmic side, the spiritual side the earth side, there's all kinds of shit going on in Marvel and in DC um, Yeah. so yeah, so uh, the Eye of Agamotto uh, this is uh, the, the necklace that he has, right? this shows up in yeah. basically anytime uh, Doctor Strange is on screen pretty yeah, much that, um,
3: yeah, yep. that they, they extract uh, Thanos gets the the time stone out of it.
2: That's correct. Um, It says here in designing the eye Ditko drew inspiration from the real world charm, the all seeing eye of the Buddha known among Buddhists as the amulet of snail martyrs, (laughs) a Nepali (laughs) symbol meant to protect its wearer against evil in the film. The eye contains the Time Stone, one of the fictional universe's Infinity Stones, diverging from the comic's continuity where the Time Gem is owned by an ancient being named Ord Zions. (laughs) Whoa. Uh, The Agamotto emerged from the terror of Ashtur, benevolent elder goddess of Earth, as she was moved by the unyielding joy of a blind boy, circa 25,000 B.C., (laughs) <laughs> uh there's all kinds man of shit like this, man. Uh o- then there's Ashtur, a fictional character appearing in uh Marvel. The character is depicted as an elder goddess as well, born from the Demiurge yeah. sometimes sometime billions of years ago. Unlike her siblings, Ashtur had a fascination with the realms beyond Earth.
1: Whoa.
2: Sweet. So, winding this up, uh, in his world, like our own, the scientifically minded coexist with the religious and the spiritual, albeit tenuously at times, when he fights alongside his fellow scientifically powered superheroes, his abilities and wisdom enhance the team, providing a certain balance. And that balance, watching the MCU, it just makes it a lot more interesting, I feel, um, Mm -hmm. Again, we saw Stanley reading The Doors of Perception by Aldous Huxley in his cameo. And the movie yeah. and the comic have all kinds of nonsense, psychedelia. And the character was created in the 60s. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was really good seeing this. And, and I've never done DMT myself. But I hear there was a very accurate portrayal by you, Stefan, and a lot of other people. Like, there was this other dude on wow. Reddit. It was like they pretty much, pretty much got it. You said they nailed it, but I think yeah. somebody else also said something to that effect. And I would say LSD
3: more accurately, but yeah, I've only I've only done DMT once. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But definitely saw some trippy
2: shit. And I hope that they continue with this and don't water it down. And for the you know for the yeah. inevitable sequel, so um, there's probably a lot more to this but that's kind of the primer on dr strange and the occult as you can see they really do not uh they're not fucking around with it they really lean into it they mm-hmm. and they also more than likely ditko and stan lee did a shitload of drugs in the yeah. 60s and 70s whenever they were doing this shit and if you look at some of those older comics man they are drippy as fuck dude
3: yeah yeah i'm sure man hell yeah that book, uh, Doors of Perception, you're talking about, it, it shows up on Star Trek: The Next Generation a couple times. Um, really, that I've seen. Yeah, Picard will be reading it. Um, that's that's kind of uh, cool. I've, I've been meaning to get a hold of it because it's. I, I love you know Aldous Huxley, Brave New World, um, um, but that book seems to be more like his like exegesis, like uh, Philip K. Dick wrote, or something
2: like a more kind of like philosophical kind of book. Um, right um so that pretty much wraps it up what'd you think about that stefan
3: nice i actually really love that man uh i love all those topics and stuff i really like listening to podcasts on the occult and like different belief systems and correlations to things and stuff you know without dipping uh too deeply into like conspiracal thinking and stuff like that but definitely um definitely like the occult and now dr strange like i really love uh the doctor strange movie and seeing him in infinity seeing him in infinity war um and then just left me wanting more and so now i'm just like uh, gonna have to go back and read some of the the pivotal doctor strange arcs and stuff i really love everything that they're kind of playing around with and 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 by by doing this episode connecting the two or, or drawing a connection between the two and stuff whether it's been done in other sites or whatever um was really fucking awesome i thought
2: Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I didn't know much about this stuff until I started listening to last podcast. And I mean, I've always had some sort of uh, interest in in cults and stuff like that. But I didn't know much about the chaos magic stuff and all the like. I knew about sacred geometry from Tool. And I knew like when I was kind of going through a crisis of faith type of thing Uh when I was a kid. Not a kid, Uh like a young adult. I did yeah. learn about Drunvalo Melchizedek, and I yeah. read some David, David Icke books and shit like that. Right, yeah. And a lot of that stuff just seems a bit crazy. But I do, yeah. I, like for me, I, I I do, like if I take the skeptic route, then the whole self-hypnosis thing and, and, and just mm-hmm. expanding the mind. Like I can see, th- personally, I can see that being a, what do you call it, like a right. real thing and, right. and having maybe some worth to it. Uh, right. but, um, yeah, as far as like actual spiritual things, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I would say more yeah. than likely this is the agnostic, this is the, uh, agnostic atheist in me. I just more than likely doesn't exist. I can't say a hundred percent, but I would say more yeah. than likely. I always,
3: I always like to see that, or I always like to think that, you know, most of what we decide is real or not real is is purely based somewhere in our psychology and the way that we feel about things and like the way that we describe those things in the material world we're used to this material world where where everything should be accompanied by some type of visualization or you know whatever some kind of defining trait um i think that I think that it's like really – I think the mind is so powerful that honestly whatever you believe is essentially real, you know, within the, your dome, you know? Yeah. Real within, on the, in, real on the inside. Mind, but you yeah. got to
2: you gotta get to the point where – this gets into some philosophical shit too, mm-hmm. but as far as like – if like pretty much everybody is seeing a tree look a, mm-hmm. pretty much a, like a certain way, then mm-hmm. more than likely that tree exists. Yeah, and um, maybe in some thought experiment, thought some thought experiments, it doesn't exist. I mean, I but I, I don't know. I, uh-huh. I think that's just like, God, this is a whole other conversation, man. But it's I think like- more
3: quantum science will start to lend to. Uh- to some of the ideas that have already been expressed you know once it was poetry and now it'll be mathematics you know same that's
2: true yeah i mean idea, yeah that's, that's know, a very as, uh, good quote there yeah
3: thank you <laughs> <laughs> you know as we as we advance and we get more to the level of like the building blocks of not only life but of reality and what we understand about the atom and molecules yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that you know the more we understand about that and honestly there's a great understanding of those things it just happens to turn out it's pretty boring you know it's pretty simple mechanisms that drive those in order to drive what we see as being really monumental and pivotal and the thing about humans is sentimentality and and like uh the personification of things or the 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 worship of things is all, is all the, mo- the very human aspect of, of how we approach these kinds of questions and conundrums of life, you know, because I guarantee you the birds are not sitting there like, why are we here? What's the meaning? You know what I mean? It's, it's you know, it's not part of their intelligence and it's not, it's not within their, their aspect of the ecosystem that we all exist in. And so I think, you know, humanities make life special by applying meaning, um, but a lot of people don't want to r- arrive to that conclusion because it kind of takes the magic out of it all. Um, but I think the cool thing is, is that we can we can continue on with that. We can tell stories and we can make, you know, Doctor Stranges and new, new characters and new ways to express the story as we see it playing out. Because truthfully, like when you look at science fiction and fantasy and stuff, some of the stuff that is speculated upon in, in, in novelists writing and stuff like that finds its way in our into our reality somehow, you know, um, or is based on something. I feel like fantasy draws a lot more from the past and speculating on, on past events and, and science fiction speculates more on the future. So you get this kind of, well, I mean, science
2: fiction usually deals with, uh, just science too I mean that's mm-hmm. why you can't really classify Star Wars as science fiction it's more Science yeah. fantasy it's actually so, yeah. Almost entirely fantasy just right. In a sci-fi setting right. uh, I mean yeah, totally. all Down to the point where you have uh, Knights and princesses So right. and then Star Trek is more Of like your general uh, Sci-fi And um, but yeah Going back to what you said what, Like kind of a little bit earlier Um Well, at least tangentially, uh, Uh, like back to this, the skeptical take too. It's like,
3: welcome to tangentially.
2: Yeah. There's, um, (laughs) I've heard of people talk about like demons just being like, like if you're depressed, that's a demon. If you become not depressed, then you have conquered your demon. People use this colloquially a lot, but that might be kind of how a lot of like this occult shit is like tries to function too. Like if you, if you. The thing is though it's not science, and if you if you really are depressed, you need to fucking um, right. see a doctor but then you know some people don't do that and they see and they yeah. try to do a very small percentage of people i think yeah. but it seems like they're they're gaining um yeah uh, imagine percentage. what it might
3: be like for like a devout Christian schizophrenic or something you know what i mean like yeah you know the 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 mother the motherboard can can glitch out and break down you know it, it just as powerful as the mind is it's pre, it's really fragile as well and um sorry go ahead you were you were going on to something
2: no i mean yeah it's just like if, if i mean a just see a doctor but some people are just right they'll be like well they'll try to conquer the demon via uh the self-hypnosis right oh i see magical, what you mean. Yeah. magical things and and then yeah and then they'll they'll do that or or you know yeah, yeah like if, I think like yeah if a, d- if a childhood bully is is what do you call it like uh, suffers from the a trickster demon or some shit like that like, right, right, like okay. it's kind of like you've added more pageantry to yeah, a scientific definitely. idea, yeah. and in some ways with our ape brains, maybe that's somehow easy to understand at times yeah. than science, so if you can understand it more then you can conquer it more easily.
3: Yeah. Does
2: that make sense? I think,
3: yeah, definitely. I think that that's kind of like at the crux of our entire ability to sustain civilization is based on whether or not like some aspect of what we believe is correct.
2: So that ends the Doctor Strange and the occult part of this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stefan, I'm glad You were here, and we were able to fucking really go deep on this stuff. And um, maybe a little bit different from uh, a lot of our movie review episodes and our interview episodes, but we do like to do this every now and again. And we are making a playlist that right now is just called Super House Info on SoundCloud. And it's less about reviews and more about uh, information like these episodes are. So Mm -hmm. we'll probably do more of these in the future. But basically, that's it, and...
3: We're going to jump into a segment called Superhouse Saturday Mornings, where Andrew, Maddie, and myself sit down and watch cartoons from yonder yesteryear and commentate on them to see if they stand the test of time. So catch us after the break for that hot shit. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram... And any other godforsaken social media
2: outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us...
3: you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000 <laughs> but you pay for everything <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for
2: $20,000 for a million, <laughs>
1: be good Joey
2: for a weekend for $30,000 we'll help you hide a body check out our Patreon <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project <laughs> 2018 <laughs> <laughs> link's in the description so uh, why'd you want to watch uh, dinosaurs here Stefan?
3: Um, I think since we we spend a great deal of time talking about like nostalgic stuff about like our favorite kids cartoons and stuff like that I thought it'd be worthwhile to revisit some of those things as well as lay our adult commentary over the top you know if you're familiar with listening to us then you know we don't mince swear words so <laughs> um, I just thought it'd be a funny way to kind of reconnect back to that especially because like, You know, a lot of these cartoons in our minds, we remember as being like really great, but then going back, sometimes they don't stand the test of time, Right. Um, but at the same time, that's part of the charm with some of them. As you get older, you're like, yeah, it's cheesy, but I like it, so it'll be interesting to see how um, we respond to this, and I think it's just a fun thing to do, uh,
2: essentially. Um, And you've never uh, really, uh, you actually didn't have this in your area growing up, right?
3: Yeah, I guess not. I don't. I don't ever remember really hearing about dinosaurs. And then after that, after last episode where, we're, where you guys were talking about it in the in the cartoon hidden gem countdown, um, I was like, "Damn, I really want to see that." And then from there, the idea kind of snowballed into this, um, which is uh, you know, it's kind of in our imaginative spaces. We can we can see ourselves as our nine year old Maddie, Andrew, and Stefan – as breakfast buddies watching Saturday morning <laughs> cartoons.
0: No, I want to watch dino saucers. No, I want to watch this. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, yeah, well, you know, eventually you'll get to pick ones and that
0: stuff like that. sucks. <laughs> don't use that language
3: at the dinner table.
0: <laughs> We're not at the table, mom. We're eating
2: breakfast in front of TV. Front of TV. What <laughs> And Maddie, you watched so, yeah. this at least a little bit, right? Growing up? Yeah, I don't remember it as well as like
0: some of uh, the other stuff that I. Uh, Watched, but I remember being really into it, um, but I, it was one of those weird shows where I would only it was like one of those hard ones. Like I could never catch like a lot of episodes, you know,
2: so yeah, yeah.
0: I, I just that stuff just happened like some cartoons. I got to see all of it and then some would just be like, I guess it just came on at a weird time and I was like, Mom, we got to get home. The cartoons are on <laughs> and we just would not make it or I didn't wake up early enough. I don't
2: know pretty much the same thing for me uh i i definitely watched it don't remember how much but uh and i remember i've all the, the theme song stuck with me for a long time and uh this is actually my first time revisiting this as well so <laughs> we'll see what the nostalgia go- goggles do for us today and <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's rough dude
0: Sometimes I tried watching some G.I. Joe and I just cannot do it. I cannot get through it. I'm especially Uh, sorry. Oh, that's why like when they posted the real Ghostbusters on Netflix. I was like hesitant, but I really wanted to rewatch some of those episodes that I really liked. And man, it's pretty good. I felt like it was way better than like going back and watching Transformers or G.I. Joe now like and he is pretty good, too. I rewatched some of that recently and I was like, all right, these two are good.
3: I can rewatch these yeah that kind of led to the idea too because i was just like i was going back and watching older stuff and being like damn this is good like so good um i'm I'm especially interested to see like some of the dialogue bits and stuff like that like all the funny hokey stuff you know if you ever read comics from back in the day it's like a Stan Lee dialogue you know it's like so cheesy but
2: dude yeah like the, i'm not i'm not i'm gonna uh not to spoil too much, but there's definitely a line in the intro where, in, in this, where he says, The dinosaurs, the dinosaurs are leaving, bossasaur. You know, so <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we're right, <laughs> just prepare, prepare thyself
3: for yeah. this. Anyway, so. yeah, I'm ready. Nothing. Chit chat. Lead us in, Stefan. All right, man. So we're going to watch the very first episode of the Dinosaurs. This I've seen a couple seconds so far, making sure that the clip that I downloaded worked. Um, But I have seen none of this. Otherwise, these two guys have seen it. A long time ago. You guys, uh, are you guys loaded up? Uh, Zero, zero, zero. All right, cool. And we're going to go on start. Three, two, one, start. All righty. I'm excited. Alrighty, I'm excited. <laughs> I love how that pterodactyl just
0: came into frame, flame, gliding, and then.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <was like laughs> Good animation, guys. Pretty typical yeah. so far, although this dinosaur design, so design is awesome. Yeah,
3: it's so sick. It's you know the, the resolution on this no clip we're watching is poor. Fair, it's fair. It's fair. It's not much worse. Yeah, we can make it out. Are great. For all?
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like how the UFO is the just a dinosaur shaped Bailey. ship. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> it's <laughs> not even saucer <laughs> shaped. Oh, no. You don't
2: need to be aerodynamic in space, Stefan. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Actually,
1: like a board. from them. Maybe it's something that we could use for a new weapon against the dinosaurs. These are the bad guys, so <laughs> huh? Yeah. too that we're landing here to investigate.
2: I like the T Rex's
3: voice. <laughs> that guy, so kind of rough. <laughs> he was waiting for validation. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> These are the good guys. All, right.
2: All American cheeseburger and fries. That's like reminds me of those the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah, wheels. <laughs> Kid like Vid. Kid Vid <laughs> was the coolest guy. Hell yeah! This music, man. Yeah, great so example. good. Sin heaven.
1: Airball. What's going on? Oh my god, uh, dinosaurs!
2: Tyranno <laughs> trouble! Keep an
1: eye on him, and call any of the other secret scouts who are available. They have such a
2: like righteous sounding You're voice for all under. the heroes. Yeah, that's what i, was I was thinking lunch. too. Yeah.
3: Everybody we just saw was, like, super coarse, and we have machinations
2: of evil. And these guys are like, where's my toothbrush? Whenever you watch uh, <laughs> Thundercats, it's Liono's like, all right, Snarf, let's go over there. You know, <laughs> yeah. super right, he's like, righteous. righteous. Maybe he's just on the spectrum. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Does this clip not have the uh, intro?
3: Uh, the music, I guess not. Oh, man. Dang, maybe we'll tack that on somehow. yeah
1: no once we get into the mountain and find some of that ore, don't they have dino have
3: scooters? The uh, I can't remember, man. That's too bad. It looks like they're <laughs> trekking. And here is the way into the heart of the
1: mountain. They just like walking, dude, this like dino's do.
3: Yeah, I guess they're used to it. <laughs>
0: the Dugbill dude was complaining about it earlier. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah.
3: He's my favorite one so far, I think. Let me just like say his... none do? of these
2: dudes look like they can
3: fight except for T Rex guy. Yeah. That Triceratops he's girthy. Eh, yeah, not maybe he uses fucking antlers or whatever. He looks like an Octaterra slops over the He could, slops, <laughs> he he could backhead <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of horns. This guy though, dude, he just smacked he, that bill. He's done, <laughs> he dude. <rules. laughs> you like him?
3: Yeah, I like his color scheme—that red with the like blue it's nice thing. He's got a duck so face. Eager. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. This is kind of hard to watch.
0: we almost- <laughs>
3: <laughs> I like the light effect on those flashlights going through the cave. I don't Sick. believe it. Look at that.
2: Look at that. Animals. I'm Ugh. not hating it so far dinosaurs Democrats ah. din- <laughs> <dinosaurs>? oh man <laughs> liberals are the dinosaurs on oh they keep die. trying to prove collusion ah huh? but it'll never work
1: <laughs> this valley must have protected them
2: somehow this is so these are
3: like the hardest I don't think they they never released slaves. toys for this right they just had we'll prototypes Did,
2: they might have released some toys I know here. that was what. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right, you're right, that is what happened. Yeah, it
3: was like the first wave was going to come out, but it didn't even, wasn't popular enough. Right. So if you ever got your hands on those prototypes, that would probably be payday. Right, right.
1: What was that? Huh? Oh, uh, uh, nothing. Oh, great, uh, 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 oh, great. Uh, Bossosaurus. Bossosaurus. <laughs> right, go, go back to the mothership and get the equipment we'll need why didn't we
3: bring the equipment when we left the ship the first time? <laughs> Bossosaurus is a dumbassosaurus. <laughs> when are yes, the the ships rule? I've got the ships in the hidden valley Oh, Those ships are awesome. I just can't
1: believe it. real dinosaurs. And what are we then? Cheap imitations? We can't allow the Tyrannos to enslave those poor creatures.
2: Are there only like three people on each team? Do
1: to stop it. Right you like, are, Sarah. Oh, four.
2: And they only a three here. Oh, here we go. Here's my fucking jam. God damn, this yeah. song is great. <laughs> <laughs> these vehicles are sweet. This would have been an amazing
3: toy line. It's too bad. Oh, sure these oh, dude. Works, I, have no I love 80s jams. Yeah. The music is it righteous
1: work on these dumb
3: There's you know literally the paid only paid. On one lyric though or me, What is it? Dino saucers
2: Dino, saucer. Dino saucers That's it, but it's enough That's so all you not need to Cool, to man either.
3: Oh, we'll have This to is do great
1: Yes,
2: dude flying motorcycle It is cool It is cool that '80s design where it's sorta blocky, uh-huh. I love it. Like the old Ferraris and shit, Yeah, Lamborghinis. Yeah, yeah. Like this I like that more in the broken. newer, like more contoured to shit. We'll show yeah. Ropes. Darren Aronofsky would call them trucks in
3: space. <laughs> like the lady said, my man, nothing to it. Just <laughs> but I like it too. It. I don't mind trucks in space. These humans have a strange way of doing oh. Yeah, when things are too slick or too shapely, sometimes. Like newer cars seem to just be more so. curvy. Let's go then.
2: I just don't know yeah, maybe it's just from well, the age when we grew Adam up or something, but it, it's just whatever happened is kinda cool. Oh no quit <laughs> hanging oh, <no. laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Looks like even highly evolved dino I aliens think I'll are stick to
2: walking dumb as tar. There's no way these guys built a spaceship, dude. <laughs> hey, look
3: at that! It's tar! Hmm.
2: Oh my That's god.
1: Probably one of the things that attracted the Tyrannos here. She's hot.
3: <laughs> she's 14. <laughs> yoga pants. Yeah, no, she's not. She's 21. Lifestyle.
1: Yucky. Well, I worry what I about is what the lifestyle is going to do to this nice jungle. <laughs> They'll probably want to turn it. Hey, wait for me, guys! Did- We're over here, Bronto Thunder, come on! Where? Where did you all go? (laughs) Oh, brother. If the other dinosaurs have friends like mine, no wonder
0: they're almost extinct. Dang, that was cold. What did he say? It's he said ahead. If, uh, no way to something about you. him having friends, After like, if the real dinosaurs had oh, friends like mine, no wonder like they're, they're extinct. How
1: Ooh. are we going to get to the valley in time to save those dinosaurs from Genghis Rex? It'll take forever to bash our way through this stuff. <laughs> we may not have to. It doesn't have roots. Can you believe this? It's all air plants. Let's go,
3: everybody. What hey, what is it doing? Oh, I remember
1: yeah,
3: this like carpet. All right. Be careful.
1: There still might be. What are they after They're both after My the same thing, right? So the MacGuffin, as it were. They're yeah,
0: they're <laughs> trying to save they're those uh, no dinos that can't talk.
3: All oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah pay all attention, all attention guys. DinoCron cube. Uh-huh. Mom,
0: What was Stephanie and Andrew are That's paying attention
1: don't snore nevermind come on he's got he's
2: the really... uh, the teeth were right they were all rounded
3: yeah. uh, he's very sensitive for the brachiosaur and yeah brachiosaur. Oh, no what's up with this guy's lucha mask i love it <laughs> i'll try and reason Dinosaurus. with
1: him it's the biggest
3: dinosaur that ever lived and Just like acting with this girl dude that ever lived. That's, That's ridiculous. <laughs> Did they just make up a Dino fact?
1: But friendship usually works best.
3: Kiss him. They probably used uh, the Dino facts from when the show was <laughs> in the This motherfucker's insane.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's kind of He's terrifying. Got- No you one know, knows. There was no ass, information given yeah, on how the show works. Yeah,
3: saying, I guess that was the opening sequence that we missed. <laughs> the opening sequence the is just like says that, that
2: they all met the dinosaurs and their lives changed or something like that. We became the secret scouts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now, Brachio, collar it. Brachio, hell yeah. <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. They're going to enslave these dinosaurs, dude. Oh, man. What is your bidding? My master, oh, right. Get all the rest of them collared. Then take them through the cave and
3: start them working on the tar pit site. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, trying to build headquarters or something.
1: Rex makes them. That was quick. They can't help it. The Tyrannos have put collars of control on
2: them. The collars of control,
1: <laughs> an old invention of the Tyrannos. They use them to control saurians back on reptilon who don't agree reptilon. with reptilon
2: that's a great name collar makes yeah.
1: whatever wears it a, a mindless slave <laughs> got to a mind slave quickly but how those collars have to be disabled to do that
0: they're still we the control box stuff.
2: <laughs> that's to just let you up and take it though oh, that's maddie, it. maddie your fucking commentary is my favorite <laughs> myself back to my
1: ancestral allosa shape
2: oh man. With
1: the dinosaurs you can't he'll put one of those collars on you you might not be able to fight off its effects let's find out <laughs> I'm gonna try to get that control box I'm gonna go I ask him to put one on, on
2: me <laughs> I kind of want to see what'll happen <laughs>
1: Now to Dynavolve
2: evolve myself. Dynavolve. evolve. Oh, here we go. What the? Oh, th- oh shit! I forgot show about has this. everything. I forgot all about this. Stay yeah.
3: What? They just go. He can worry, still talk. We'll he can turn from you. a dinosaur into oh, a dinosaur. Free. <laughs> He's just naked now and bigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> My dino dick is. is I fuck <laughs> like I fuck in this form. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Sexual assault a <laughs> Shoot the one without any pants! Time to dino Ball. <laughs> oh, shit. You get fucked up, you dumbass. He did exactly what the guy said was gonna happen!
1: Not for long. What does that mean? The dino Ball effect only lasts a few minutes! Then he'll turn back into He's in 20
3: times dumber than he you would be. He to the box
1: in time. Then
3: he'll the won't be able himself. to read his brainwaves.
1: And Rex will have his worst enemy as his slave. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Strackle, that guy soul needs soul. to stop so smoking.
1: To Come on, we have to get that cholera pharoah before he changes back.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh no, my god, dude. Trouble.
1: looks like a water hazard.
3: Oh, no, moving no, water. We're Come on, Dexter make a bridge.
1: There aren't even any vines. are a you. And I can't swim. I'd say we have a problem. <laughs> Not as big a one as you think. <laughs> Bronto Thunder, I know you've been having oh. a hard time.
2: Bronto Thunder. No
1: more tar. Of course not. I wouldn't ask you to sit in any natural You want to walk across his neck, right? Oh, well. In that case. Now
2: here's I'll what I I'll do whatever want you want, because you you're a girl. Human girl. <laughs> I don't think <laughs>
1: this is going to work. Oh, come on, big fella. It's for aloe. We'll never sneak up on the tarot from behind if you aloe. don't come through. Um, Alright, but hurry up! This water Ooh, is He's grumpy. Cold. Here goes! This water is oh, constant. From... <laughs> yeah.
3: Jeez, <Jesus>, like <laughs> seriously doubt it. I did even feel that. Hang on,
2: BT! If he vault himself, <laughs> he would be can... fucking humongous. Oh, yeah. That's true. They just keep jumping on his head.
3: It only lasts
2: a few minutes.
1: Look at those teeth. Hey, cut it out! Can't can't stop me. to eat right now. It's not fair. The only good thing that happens to me all day, and I can't enjoy it. You can do that <laughs> later.
2: <laughs> <If> that <couple laughs> oh my god, dude! He, he never gets what
3: Are you sure she's just a teenager? This time, I'm gonna get it right. Yes. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs>
2: <sure did>. <laughs> oh my god! Kingdom go. of the Dino Skull. <laughs> oh man! Ba, 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 ba. Oh what happened, bro? I need my jam back. Oh shit!
1: What
3: happens, happens when you try and control it nature, bro. Inside. I think some of this music is very similar to the real Ghostbusters music. They just have the same coked-up synth god <laughs> yeah. making, the, making the music for all cartoons. I never sleep. <laughs> this animation's pretty good, from what I can you tell think from it the, so the low res, but...
1: You on
0: them. Oh, you're no fun. Stefan, you gotta work on that voice, dude. <laughs>
1: Ah, no, you're yes, now. They, they went that way. Come on. Touch my dino, Testy.
2: <laughs> Get the
1: hang of if this.
2: Get the hang of this.
1: Get around with me, you will. Gotcha,
2: bitch. <laughs> we got stuck in this tree. I think that T-Rex and is to be in have a metal bandit.
3: Yeah. Wrong career path. Oh, I think it's the collar.
1: We've got to get it off him.
2: Well, you think it's the collar? No shit! You just let him Your plan went to shit. You guys are dummies. Look at this. Let's see.
1: I will Fly.
2: Fly, idiot. Boom.
1: Uh, uh, nice nice here
2: ha, ha, ha. That didn't seem like a hurt. <laughs> I wanted his head to hit the, the tree, tree dude and, uh,
1: boy, my arm's tired. Nice <laughs> No, no, no <coughs> seriously, <coughs> seriously,
2: folks Seriously, folks, I see a fucking comedian <coughs> Oh, yeah, oh, tough use ring crowd. I want to see the ring What happens here, Yes. Do you- Does she dinovolve, too? Oh, she gets added Whoa, agility or something? K- 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 she gets a
3: double jump
1: <laughs> yes, I'm gonna get you pesky mammals out of the way for good.
3: They'd shoot good. that thing at me, that but it wouldn't even fit around hot? my no,
2: dick. She actually is hot. Yeah, but I'm sure she's wearing young. Yoga pants. She's a fake character, so we can kind of say it. But uh, yeah, I would never. You
3: know, I would never. <laughs> I've <would> never <laughs> do any.
2: If this me. fake character's bio says 21, it'll be all the better. Oh yeah. I mean by now she's 18 over 18 hard, anyway. If oh, well. we consider the time
3: frame here. this dude this rope that rope is amazing. Holding this it. guy. That little kid ties one come come hell of a knot. <laughs> He's a boy scout. <laughs> There's one missing. One be we should have never climbed this tree.
1: Dinosaurs. <laughs> one who can fight the control <laughs> <laughs> so
3: so once my so arms clear, grow back to size <laughs>
2: So do you,
3: Allo.
1: Then try your luck against my cousin
2: here. Oh, shit. My cousin, bro. Yes, dude.
1: It's more than twice your <laughs> Dino fight. How does know that? But at the same time, I've got something this poor creature doesn't.
3: <laughs> Common
1: sense. <laughs> I've got twice the brains. <laughs> Aw, oh, you're dead, idiot. Aw, oh,
3: dang. That's sad, I feel bad for that. Give up the control box, Rex. Yeah, I
2: know. He's just controlled, hey, mind controlled.
3: Genghis Rex, oh. dude. This kid is mad
2: daring. I'm in it.
3: He's dope. Both of these kids, they don't give a flying off word.
2: This show is woke as fuck. Alright, there's no no white guy in this. I'm a woke wook.
3: Yes, what a (laughs) They're giving they're giving the Thunder lizards a run for their money here. Oh what's going on here? The dance number?
2: (laughs) Then this is thriller! If they
3: end up dancing, dude. That motherfucker needs counseling.
1: If I were you, I'd leave before this big one here decides to step on your <laughs> yes, ship. Dude. There'll be another time, Aloe. <laughs> but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? What?
3: Tomorrow's gonna be pretty nice.
2: Oh. Wow, so much well, that's smaller. Better.
1: Now we've got to seal up this place so that no one will bother these dinosaurs again. Maybe they'll give us a hand. Or a claw. <laughs> uh, this last one should do it great writing
3: own. great good comedic from the other timing side.
1: we'll bring all the rocks down no one will ever be able to use this entrance again <laughs> the tyrannos <laughs> the don't control
3: them but we do now hey, sweet you think I could keep this baby friendship if I the ultimate form of control
1: sure you shouldn't have any trouble housebreaking it uh on second thought maybe i'll pass
3: <laughs> You're a classist
2: bitch. They just lock him in there. No saucers. Yes.
3: Love it, man. Yeah. Episode one of Dinosaurs in the Tubes, guys. <laughs> What if we just have what a Dinosaurs cast, dude? Yeah. <laughs> we just go. This will just, instead of Game of Thrones, we'll just do Dinosaurs.
2: Maddie, how do you feel about this?
0: Man, it was kind of hard to watch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> a bit of a tough um, sit. A bit of a tough sit. It was a
0: tough sit. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to do that again.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, it's not as good as i remember when i was a kid but i think when you're a kid if it as long as it has a cool song and cool designs you just will watch anything you know yeah i liked it i personally
3: really enjoyed the episode
0: i don't know i just i feel like some stuff shouldn't be revisited
2: <laughs> <laughs> dang i liked it I, more than maddie definitely yeah i look I back at
0: the, baby maddie yeah, and go you had no taste, you're a fool. You're a foolish fool. You'd watch anything. Turn on yeah. the TV, there you were. Yeah, you no standards.
3: Yeah. Well, that's part of the fun too, is seeing how shitty something has become.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's I like I got what I get why I was drawn to it. It had dinosaurs in it. So I, know why <laughs>
3: right,
2: I watched it. Right, right, right. It
3: kept me watching. Um, I liked the vehicles, I liked all the characters I thought were pretty great. And the designs were cool. I'm you, eager to see episode two. If we're not if we're not down to to you super your own, it, side, then, uh, your uh, own Watch it extracurricular, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh what, new episode of
2: Westworld. Uh hold on. <laughs> uh so uh this is your first time watching it, Stefan, so I guess you're, yeah. you're this is a win for you. Yeah. I liked it, I could do more. All right, cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to see the misadventures of the the dinosaurs and the fucking Tyrannos baby. Like at some points, I was like, maybe I'm down with the uh, Bossasaur's plan, but then you know, morally, by the end of the episode, you're like, nah, I'm a dinosaur guy.
2: There needs to be more of them. Yeah. Like, there's only three and four on each team. It's like, yeah, like I want like a Transformers thing where there's like yeah. a shitload of them. I, I'm I'm sure that was the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: and and the first wave, essentially, you have the first wave. You're looking at them in terms of action figures, speak. We just never got but, to that second wave. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I would I would at the very least for kitsch factor, would love to see some either custom figures of these characters or uh, or uh, or a new
2: line. There's some just there's like some crossover just comic uh, that Michael Usulan got made. Dinosaurs yeah. and some—I forget what they're who they're crossing over with. Maybe Transformers, but yeah. Oh, are they has are they a Hasbro property? Because then they could turn up in the fucking Hasbro cinematic universe. I think it was Galoob back in the oh, day, yeah, but who right. knows where their rights are now? That's right. I, uh, I it, could yeah. Google it, but I'm too lazy at the moment. <laughs> but uh, Google Galoob? No, I mean uh, whatever crossover comic that. You know what, <laughs> fuck it. I'm doing it right now. Let me just look it up real Google quick. Google Galoob. Dinosaurs gl- Comics. All right, Google. let's take a look at this real quick. Oh, they got kind of a cool looking one. Is this new though? Lion Forge? Hold on a second. Lion um, Forge. Shit, shit. I know, but it's part of their line or something. Maybe that's what it is. Lion Sores. There we go. Michael Useland brings back dinosaurs in Lion Forge's August 2018 solicits. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Lion Forge Comics. Yeah, so. Oh, maybe it's their own solicits. line. Yeah, it's their own line, but it's. it it's uh, Wow, the artwork. Oh, cool. Artwork's a little bit more updated. It looks like there's four human characters, uh, only one girl. <laughs> uh. And Are the designs
3: similar? Are they uh, added upon? Dino let me sauces. Send you,
2: let me send you a link. Check check this out, fellas.
3: Check this out.
2: Look wow, at this wow, evil wow, dino wow. holding the earl, world, dude.
3: Oh, fuck, man. Shit just got real. Oh, they're grown up. I recognize two characters, at yeah. least. She's so. a
2: babe. <laughs> she lost the pink uh, suit, though. Wow. Reptilon has just found its sister planet Earth Complete with water, fauna And a billion pieces of meat (laughs) Is that all they have
3: Is the cover so far? I want to see the interiors,
2: bro Yeah, I know, right? Reptilon Reptilon That's cool I mean, they have good names and shit Um, This
3: evil dinosaur has an interesting plume of fucking hair feathers or something Yeah Yeah. It looks stupid (laughs) I mean, the drawing doesn't look great The head, The proportions of
2: the head is kind of silly But I'm in. I thought this crossed <laughs> over with something else and was going to be bigger, but it's probably oh, it's a five-issue miniseries.
3: I will be read comic, read comic, onlineing that later <laughs>
2: no, well, no. When, it, when it comes out. Yeah, the solicit or whatever is out. I still, I'm not fully familiar with comic book speak. speak. That's that's mean. That means it's gotten the green light basically, and they're making the uh, the thing. What solicit? Yeah.
3: A solicitation is just, it means it's coming out. Okay, yeah, uh, yeah. All right, yeah. got it. I'd be down to watch another episode of something. Uh, you know, the whole idea is just like MST3K, the cartoon we're watching. You know,
2: right, right, right. I like the idea. I definitely want to continue doing it. This, yeah, like I, I, I like I, it's when it comes to Superhouse. I am the yes man. You know, I'm like, well, fuck, yeah. let's do it. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. any any of this shit's worth trying you know what i'm saying so I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm definitely down to do pretty pretty much whatever all right everybody that was episode 100 and what is it 36 where are we oh. um uh, for-
3: this is 136 yeah i think you're right.
2: yeah so uh, it was it was really fun doing the Doctor Strange stuff I'm glad you enjoyed it Stefan I hope our listeners did as well kind of feel bad that Maddie couldn't have joined us for this one um, yeah for, for that part of this episode anyway and um, want to once again thank Shasta and and Matt Herring too uh, you're part of the list and if you want to be added to the list, you we want you to go to patreon.com slash superhousepodcast. We have a $1 tier and a $5 tier. And good old Matt Herring is part of that $5 tier, man. So thanks a lot for that shit, man. This shit you, is Matt a Herring. lot of extra work on top of our jobs and our <laughs> our lives yeah. in general. So, um, man, I know Appreciate Stefan's it. been doing a shitload of work, and we have a bunch of shit coming. Um, I'm girl, Drew on Twitter and lives on instagram uh please check out the new superhousepod.com at the bottom of that in the footer we got a superhouse shop link that's basically a link to our t public page and you can get the superhouse shirt i'm wearing it right now by the way um mine came in yeah (laughs) Um, gonna be wearing that at at, uh, comic-con this weekend fuck yeah and uh, promoting that stuff there and all that. And um, what else we got, Stefan? Um,
3: I was just going to say something. Yeah. So, in the coming weeks, uh, I'm starting to wind down on a couple projects that'll be coming out soon under the Superhouse podcast umbrella uh, on our YouTube and also uh, on the Facebook page and the SoundCloud. Um, uh, but what I wanted to say was I'll be trying out a few new different things here and there with the Facebook posts, uh, uh, trying to bring little entertaining tidbits and stuff and posting a little bit more, blogging a little bit more. Um, so stay tuned for some, you know, uh, un... What's the word? Un... Unadulterated? Un, uh, <laughs> unadulterated, un... Unadulterated, un Stepped upon terrain in terms of what we've done so far on Superhouse Podcast. Um, I feel like uh, I've got a good momentum going with some of the projects that are coming out and uh, the podcast itself. The brand that we've created has kind of stimulated a lot of really interesting ideas that are being put together. I just started shooting new hot package episodes. Um, I keep buying toys, so I'm trying to (laughs) figure out how to make this addiction uh, a positive and productive thing. And so really excited to show off uh, what I got in store for the new hot package episodes and um i don't know i have been doing a lot of work a lot of artwork and stuff but it's been really good it's got me into this mode where i just like
2: can't stop creating so so stay stay tuned this <laughs> dinner's awesome and uh what's your uh, social media shit again
3: oh um yeah my instagram is stfnsntcrz all lowercase don't know if that matters um, I got some pictures I'm a post up on there from traveling and stuff and some stuff I've done recently, but, uh, um, check out our Instagram, the super house, Instagram for, uh, updates on episodes and cool artwork and stuff like that. Um, and as I start producing more artwork and stuff for sure, it'll pop up there. Uh, but other than that, I don't remember my Twitter. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> well, if you check, don't remember. You don't check out, use it that much. Actually, check <laughs> check out my YouTube channel um, that is linked uh, to the Superhouse Podcast uh, YouTube channel. Um, I have a feature length film that I did in 2010 that turned out pretty good, and uh, nice. a couple short films, and you know just little odds and ends that I put together over the years that are uh, fun to look at. Go check that stuff out. I got a couple other projects coming dropping there pretty soon. So that's probably all my social
2: media. If you have any requests for what cartoons we should watch as well and comment on that, that would be most appreciated. Um, And we have, man, I wish I could say, but I don't, I like to keep uh, things under my Stetson, but Mm -hmm. uh, we do have some pretty cool interviewees coming in soon as well. I know I keep plugging them and they're not showing up, but they are coming in and um, stay tuned for that. And hopefully I can fucking, you know. Get more people uh, this weekend in San Diego. So yeah,
3: that'll be awesome. Good luck to you,
2: Andrew. Thanks. I'm excited
3: for you. Wish I was going.
2: Yeah, I know it's kind of uh, crazy that I was going this year as well. I wasn't planning on this, but it happened. Yay! Yay. Uh, Stony Way, episode one thirty six. Andrew signing off, y'all.
3: This is Stefan,
2: and I am also signing off.
3: We used to be four ordinary teenagers until one day we met some new friends from out of town. They were called Dinosaurs.
1: My friends and I became the secret scouts, allies to these Dinosaurs from outer space, and joined in their battles against Genghis Rex and the evil Tyrannos. The Dinosaurs are leaving, Bossasaur. Well, follow them.